Welcome to the Raven Bookery Podcast. We are three sisters who love to read and talk about all things books. And we do a great deal of laughing as we go. Okay, before we get to our book topic selection, we're going to share what we are most looking forward to this coming year, 2024. (sighs) Not being 39, that's for sure. (laughs) I'm not happy about that. Are you turning 39 this next year? Yeah. This year. Yeah, I will. Yeah, in 24, I will be 39, so I will be in my last year in my 30s, which feels so important somehow. Like, I have friends who have a whole, like, 40 bucket list of things they want to do before they turn 40, and I feel like I, I'm late to the game and I need to get going on it. Um. Okay. But you've been think, doing so many other things, I, though. I think Granted, that's because but still. you've always lived your life on your terms, and you've never stopped yourself from doing things because you were waiting for your life to start. Oh, now that seems boring. That's not boring. No, I think you don't know. No, no. I mean, like, waiting, like, oh, I'm not going to do... No, but there yeah. was a time, and I remember, <laughs> I remember the moment when it happened, when I realized, why am I waiting? Why am I just sitting around and not even I'm depriving myself of the things that I want to do because my life hasn't turned out the way I want it to yet. And it all came down to a salad spinner. <laughs> what? No, okay. Because Wait, is it my salad spinner? It might have been. I don't even know. But for a very long time when I was in my early 20s, I would see things and I go, "Ooh, I'm going to put that on my wedding registry when I get married Mm -hmm. and I would love to have one of those. And it was like just random stuff like, oh, that would be really nice to have someday, right? One day I would really like to have one of these things. When I have my own house. When I have my own house, when I get married, when I start having kids, these things would be nice to have. And I remember like seeing Samantha's salad spinner that she got for Mm -hmm. her wedding. And I, how old were you? No, it wasn't. How old were you when you got married? 21. Yeah, so I was probably, yeah, I was 23 when you got married, but I remember, it probably wasn't your, it was something like that, and I remember seeing it in, was it Target or Walmart or something, and I remember walking past, and I'm like, oh, a salad spinner, and thinking like, it's only like 10 bucks, but having that thought of, oh, one day I want one of those, that would be really nice to have, and then it clicking, why the heck am I waiting (laughs) to get a salad spinner? (laughs) This is so stupid. And then that kind of became my mentality from there. I'm like, why am I waiting? Yeah, I want to go to Paris. I I want to travel someday with a husband. Why am I waiting? He's obviously not showing up, so he doesn't get to go on this trip. (laughs) He's late. I want to go now, and I'm ready to go now, and I've saved the money. And, you know, random stuff like that. So, like, at 23, I came to the conclusion. The life-changing moments you had to happen in the aisle of Target. (laughs) With the salads. It's little things, and it changed your life. So I I, I appreciate that you said that because I, yeah. I don't think you need a bucket list because you're not a person to not do the things that you want to do. That's true. If you do make a bucket list, you check it off within a month because you do the thing. Your bucket list is your itinerary. (laughs) (laughs) My bucket list is my to-do list. Is your summer itinerary. Yeah. I think that's honestly because I feel like I've lived both ways. I've lived my life waiting, and I've lived my life not waiting. And the not waiting is definitely sometimes more stressful. Um, but yeah. Why so? Uh, 
getting my master's degree and then getting pregnant and having another baby and then going ahead and starting working full time while having a baby and not waiting until all my kids are in school when life would be just a tad bit easier to work full time. Um, but the but, dream job came now. But the dream job came now. And it's... No, I get it. Yeah. I get it a hundred percent. I've, I've done, I've lived the same way, like waiting for something to happen and putting off things that you would want to do because, because it would interfere with what you're waiting, what you're waiting for. for. Yeah. So there is, it's like that mindset of this is what I've been planning for my entire life and I don't want to do anything because I also thought the like Murphy's law, as soon as I cut my hair, I'm going to get married because I yeah. want long hair for my wedding. That also didn't work. <laughs> I can't even trick it into happening. <laughs> You'll find somebody when you stop looking. I haven't been looking for 10 years now. <laughs> Ugh, I hate. I'm sorry. It ain't. It ain't That's happening. one of the stop things. Stop trying so hard. Yeah. Why you've worked so stop hard. Stop thinking about it. Your lap. Yeah, stop thinking. It's not, that's not how any of this works. Yeah, that's but that's why I travel. To forget about it. Anyway. So, but what are you looking forward to in 2024? That's a fun tangent. We started with Lizzie and she. Started with me. Yeah, we asked you and you panicked. Oh, well, it's not. It's not so much a panic. It's more of a personal thing. But though, oh, do you not want to share? Well, no, I can share. Um, the one thing that I'm really looking forward to this year is the potential to having a baby. Yeah. Um, my husband and I have started the IVF process, and it's scary, <laughs> and it's very expensive. But we are hopeful that good things will come from it. So, the hope for this year is to. Have a little baby. <laughs> Put that bun in the oven. Seriously. Get Put it. two in there if you need it. Get it. Get it. Get it. I mean, you would be the one to have twins, right? The one who totally looks most like our grandma who had a set of twins. Aww. You would be the one to have twins. I'd be totally fine with having twins. If I did have twins, it would probably be a one and done. Yeah. Like. Or two and <laughs> One pregnancy and done. It's more of a one-two punch. I'm out. <laughs> it's a two-for-one. That's what she said. <laughs> one-two punch. Do you have, if you did have twins, would you give them, like, twinny names? I don't know. I mean, I think it would be super cute, but at the same time, I I don't think I would do rhyming names. No. Because I'd get way too messed up. Gets, yeah. You know. You've got twins that are completely different yeah and then it's like are they even twins <laughs> yeah. see if i had twins right i would like it i would prefer it to be boy girl right yeah um just mm-hmm. because i think you'd get it'd be easier to help them establish their own identity exactly yeah. right um you wouldn't have a lot of that like twin comparison kind of a thing yeah. um so boy girl twins are you ready very bookish names okay peter and alice those would be the names I pick. Peter and Alice. Peter and Alice. Peter Pan and, and Alice, Alice in Wonderland. Wonderland. Oh, okay. Not Peter and Wendy. No, because that's a little too on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I thought those were, they were cute like, booky names, but yeah, and they're kind of of the same, age, yeah, flavor. If you read the yeah. original source material, both similar levels of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Smother. Okay. Most looking forward to. There's a lot, actually. Uh, soonest on the horizon coming up is my finished basement. Oh. Yay! Which will happen end of January. Nice. Beginning of nice. February. Part of that is going to be my home gym. 
Oh, I'm so Get swole. excited. I'm so excited. Like, happy thought before I go to bed excited. <laughs> oh, man. It's just going to be amazing to have that. And even just having the full extra space in the house and then being able to use it and spread out and not be on top of each other. Yeah. To, I told you that Will said he thinks it's going to be weird. Yeah. To be in a house with a finished basement because he's never had one before. Oh. And so he's a little, I don't know what it's going to be like to be not afraid of my basement. Oh. <laughs> I don't know how to tell him. You're still going to be afraid. <laughs> Basements are scary no matter what. At least there's not like a weird, creepy cement yeah. basement. And the spiders won't be as obvious. And then I'm looking forward to like the summer when... We get to just fully use it and just... And yard stuff? You doing yard stuff yards. this summer, too? Um, yes, it'll depend on what's left over in the funds <laughs> after the basement is finished. We'll put the rest into the yard and hopefully mow down the uh, thistle forest and <laughs> make it at least usable. Are you going to seed back there? Probably. I don't know if we'll... It depend, again, it depends on what the plants yeah. are like. Gotcha. Um, we'll definitely need to bush hog till... And we definitely won't do sod. Yeah, no, that's way too expensive. <laughs> You've got an expensive. acre back there. That I've you're... got half an acre back there to sod. I'm not going to sod half an acre. Well, then you um, have to put in a sprinkler system. and. Yeah, so it'll be... It, the process would be mow it down, till it, and then get a sprinkler system in, and then probably seed. That's what we do. And then playground. Nice. And then eventually my tiny house at the back of your garden. And then Anne's tiny house that she lives in at the bottom of my garden. (laughs) Okay. What are you most most looking forward to? Um, I am looking forward to, uh, at the end of the school year, I'm taking a three-week, I'm going to have three-week, I think we're almost going to be gone for 25 days. Me and, and five of my friends are going to England. Actually, sorry. Me and two of my friends are going to England. And then three more of our friends are joining us for Scotland. Dang. So it's almost the whole month we're going to be yeah. living it up. This is what I've saved all my pennies for. And <laughs> I am so excited. We keep sending Instagram reels back and forth to each other that part of me feels like I've already been there. Because I've, <laughs> I've seen so much of it already. Seen enough of it. But yeah, that's what I'm I'm most looking forward to. I think our parents keep talking about a spring break trip to Florida. So mm-hmm. not getting eaten by an alligator will be an also a fun thing to happen <laughs> in 24. <laughs> All right, it's going to be a good year. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. All right, let's go with our book talk. All right. Okay, here we go. Oh, okay. Uh, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I love Lisa's reaction. (laughs) There's a pause. She's reading it. Processing. Okay. Okay. Uh, (laughs) uh, Okay. Signs, the book is going to be good before you've read it. Female heroine. Yeah, that's a giveaway. (laughs) Underdog story. Are these things that you just glean from the back of the... Like the synopsis or like... Synopsis, the cover. The cover, other reviews. Yeah. If it's by a certain author. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. The author is usually like a, not a dead giveaway, but it's a step in the right direction. Right. Yeah, that's true. I know there's a handful of authors that, like, I that it might not be my very favoritist book, but I know I'm going to enjoy this journey. I think number one for me is probably author. Yeah. Genre. I, I don't know if I could do genre because there's some, like, uh, mm. I mean, I, I, and when I say genre, I mean, is it fantasy fiction? Then yes. 
and a female heroine, halfway there, I think it's going to be a good story. Okay. I think for me, if it's a if it's a contemporary romance, most of the time I will like it. But I, I like. <laughs> I'm thinking of some of like the contemporary romances that I have that I've absolutely loved. I don't know, it's gotta be like in a in a different situation. Or something like, oh, I haven't read that before. Oh, like a a, a premise that you've never heard before. Yes. Like a new premise. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Like with Tress, it's an ocean of spores. <laughs> Okay. That comes from the moons. I didn't know it came from the moons. I just knew moons. it was an ocean of spores. Plural. Different Ooh, moons moon. make different sporesies. Ooh, okay. I think I know it's going to be good if if they're dragons. <laughs> uh, not always. <laughs> I don't know. If if there's this, if we're talking about like a fantasy book, if there's a sense of danger, a sense of adventure. That should be all of them, right? It should be, but... If I can glean that from either the cover art or the synopsis, then, all right, I, I'm more intrigued. If I don't get that there's going to be danger, lots of danger, then I don't know if I'm going to like it or not. So, like, let's, I can think of some bad examples. <laughs> I can think of some red flags. Okay, well. If I read a synopsis, I'm like, uh, mm, don't not excited which i actually just bought a book that has i'm just reading the back of it and knowing that it was like it was all over bookstagram this last summer um very very popular with a lot of bookstagrammers it was one i was thinking about reading but it was one i had to buy because it wasn't on kindle unlimited um but the premise stopped me because it's a it's it happened one summer by tessa bailey okay um, the premise is uh, Hollywood's it girl um, does something dumb and her father, her stepfather is like, that's it, you're cut off, you're, I'm not helping you, I'm not bailing you out any more times. He sends her to go work in like a bar in some small town, some seaside town. Not on a farm. <laughs> that would be a... Hallmark movie. Sends her and her sister to go run the, like, the family's local pub bar at this seaside town for the summer in order to learn some responsibility kind of thing. Okay. And that's where I'm like, hmm. Why does it sound like the premise to Cowbella's? It's a oh, Hiller, Disney Hillary and Haley Duff. Oh. They're super like rich, and they get sent to a like a dairy farm, yeah, and like a dairy factory. <laughs> it, well, and so it just like okay, the main. I really have to feel like I identify and see myself in the main heroine in uh -huh. order for me to like romance novels. Gotcha. So there are certain things that will like be like mm, I don't know. So like a Hollywood it girl, she's probably super into superficial things. You know, looks, makeup, clothes. Especially one who's been cut off by her father. Sounds That's like a not, brat. Yeah. That's one, like, I don't know. I don't know how the author's going to write you to where I can like you. Because I already don't like the premise of you. Kind of. I don't like the idea of you. <laughs> I don't like the idea of you. So I don't know how I'm going to feel like I can feel sympathetic for this character. 
Uh-huh. So on the other hand, if there is a underdog heroine thrown into a situation where she has to fight for herself or fight for people in a very physical sense. Danger. Danger. <laughs> and I, okay, and I I like it if she like legit has to do physical fighting. Uh-huh. I'm on board. I'm willing to read it automatically. <laughs> so I wonder I going back to the you have to see yourself in those characters. I feel like you see yourself as a very physically active, physically, like, if called upon, you could defend your family and those you love in a physical way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Like, I don't don't know. Like, that feels like you're, like, that's how you would fight for your family. Yeah. So, like, in a movie, my favorite montages are the training montages. Right? (laughs) Those are my favorite. I love those. Get a little Rocky Balboa. (laughs) Anytime your eye on the tag, you're like, oh, this is going to be good. (laughs) Let's go. So I want to, so when I pick up a book, if there's that, like you tell me, oh, she's got a, you know, she's doing this and this. Or if there's something special about them in some way that they didn't know about, that they're discovering. I like that. So I'm, yeah. I'm thinking so, of your, like, one a series that you recommended to me. Um, I want to say the Vigilante series, but that might not be. Oh. Renegades. 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 The Renegade series. That's kind of the same thing. She is. She has something special about her. Uh, she has to step up to defend the people that she loves, fighting against a greater evil. Yeah. Like I can see how that that series. Yeah. That spoke one, to you. That one was a cool series. That was a good one. Who wrote that one? Uh, Marissa Meyer. Marissa Meyer. She read. She wrote Cinder. Oh yeah. No wonder it was good. Uh, she wrote the Lunar Lunar Chronicles. That one was real good. So that is one that I would take to do a whole comparison of because it's Renegades reminds me of Brandon Sanderson's Steelheart series. So you guys tend towards female, bad A heroines. Heroines. Yeah. Yeah. Like those are the, I'm halfway there already. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to do much else to convince me to pick it up and read it. Or if it's a contemporary one, it's, this is a witty banter story love story cool i'll read it what about for you Anne? my signs that it'll be good the ones that i can think of are um like again going back to my preferred genre of the you know early grades young readers um newberry awards newberry honorees those ones are like yeah i'm i'm already halfway there um somebody somewhere said that it was a good book so i'm i believe you i don't know who like what uh committee picks those books but i haven't read necessarily a bad one there's one that i read recently that i'm like ah, that eh, eh, that one didn't speak to me as much so seeing those stickers on the covers of books that's that's a good indicator i also go to how did i find it uh-huh. right is this a book that i'm picking up because uh the cover spoke to me the like this was a weird cover the title was super unique and like really interesting. There's a couple of books that I picked up because of that. And I, I liked both of them or, um, yeah, the person who recommended it. So there are certain people that you're going to recommend a book to me. I know I'm going to like it. So yeah, keep them coming. Yeah. Those are the, those are the ones that like, those are, those are usually the signs before I've read the book. That's a sign that this is going to be a good one. I was going to say for you, like if it's got a Newberry honor word on the cover, you're probably going to pick it up and yeah. read it. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it has like a runner-up or honorable mention. Which for Newberry there are honor. some of them. The I, I prefer the honorees instead of the, the winners. Yeah. Because um, sometimes I think the, the winners are the, this is what, this was a really deep book. 
and this is talking about a lot of things that are good for kids to be exposed to kind of a thing. So sometimes those are like, oh, you're trying too hard to be a deep book. Yeah. Um, but sometimes it's hard to put the message across. Yeah. And sometimes mm-hmm. the honorees are, no, no, that was just a really well-written, good, good story. fun story. Are there any things that are immediately nope when you, when you look at a book? Yes. <laughs> I can think of a couple. <laughs> I mean, not an immediate nope, but especially when it's like the Regency, when you can see her face on the cover. Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm I'm already halfway out the door. Don't, don't show me your face. Like Mm -hmm. a dress, like chin down. That's fine. But don't, yeah. Mm -hmm. Just a boob shot. (laughs) (laughs) A guy on the cover who's, you know, chest is showing that I'm out. I like, like if they're in the distance and like wind blowing, that's fine. Yeah. I don't love seeing the faces on the cover of the books. I don't like real I don't like real people in my books. Yeah. I don't like that it was like a model that shot that yeah, and they I, took a picture of people and Yeah, I don't want to see a photograph. Pay some okay. illustrators. Here's an here's one. Uh, speaking of covers, if it's like I am totally over the Kindle Unlimited cover art for the book is always the same type of overly simplified people uh-huh. drawn like no I think, faces but just their frames and oh, oh no faces because I'm faces. thinking of Maybe the one that just so you just got I think it was the um, it happened one summer that one had a cartoony cover didn't it like I'm picturing blue and like a, a cartoon drawing of a boy guy man person okay so this is the the gift wrap romance series that I've read. Oh, okay, I see. So they have oh, faces. Yeah, they're they're kind of so it's like no detail, no very limited you know, detail, shapes. illustrated, you know, shapes. Like you can tell, like oh, that's the guy, that's the girl. Like, but I am, I'm really over it. There are some that are worse than that. I thought you were talking about like how the print books of contemporary romance have change to being more illustrated. I don't think I've ever read a book like I have that. definitely never read a book that has a cover like that, so I don't know. But is it because you see that cover and it kind of brings back this cookie cutter, all of these books are going to be the same, I didn't love all of them, I'm now eating the I sugar cookie version of a book. Yes, it reminds me very okay. much of like... <laughs> Have you seen the memes where they take all the images of the Hallmark movies and it's like, oh, look, he's in green and she's in red. Or look, she's in green and he's in red. Like all the, And they're essentially the same shot. Like it's just, it's the same picture. You just change out the faces. That's what it feels like. And it feels very, it doesn't feel like the story's unique. It doesn't feel like the story stands out. It feels like a mass produced fluff. Yeah. Like the publisher didn't have enough faith in this book to put any time, effort, and money into designing unique yeah. cover art. Or getting somebody right. to actually create the cover to, art yeah. for yeah. it. Yeah. So when I know and I know with Kindle Unlimited that it's a lot of these self published authors and I don't want to put them down. I feel like it's a good opportunity to get their books out where they would normally be looked over by big editing companies and they'd never get their foot in the door. And there have been some that are that are cute and sweet and there's been plenty that have been enjoyable, but I have just read too many of them, period. Um, <laughs> I've just read too Full many stop, of them. Full stop, end of sentence. <laughs> I've read too many of them that are just, this would be a much 
better, much more enjoyable story if it had gone through a longer, more intensive editing process. So yeah. So I would say length of the book. The longer the book is, the more willing mm -hmm. I am to, the actually more willing I am to read it because I have a higher expectation that it might include more. Is that just for Kindle books or is that for print books as well? Uh, print books as well. So you would rather start a 600 page book than a 250? Yes. Okay. Especially, if, that, yeah. especially if I'm looking at like a heroine fantasy fiction who needs to overcome some great evil. If you do that in 250 pages, you didn't include enough of what I want to see. <laughs> you, you need more in there. I need more. So yeah, if it's longer, that means I'm getting more of an epic story. Uh -huh. okay. That there's more going on. There's more elements that you could include that I want to see. I can see that. Oh, I, it means I'm getting a fuller story. See, I am more... Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit more intimidated when it is past... 400 pages. Yeah. Like when you're getting into five, six, seven hundred pages, it's like, holy crap, that's a commitment. Yeah. But at the same time, with the exception of Mr. Sanderson, um, if you're getting, if I'm getting a 700 page book, that better be the only book, right? Like, oh, okay. Please don't, although, please don't make that a sequel. Please don't ask me to read three 700 page books. See, and there is a real good story to tell. So there's a cutoff. If it's getting into that long, I won't pick it up blind. I will. I would only yeah. commit to that if I had a good recommendation from someone, or if I knew a whole lot more about the story and had a, and knew that there was a better chance that it was going to be a good story. Yeah. So one that I'm thinking of, it's Prior Priory of the Orange Tree. Yeah. I've heard that that one is an amazing book. Yeah. But that thing is thick. Like it's. <laughs> It's massive. Is it a, a standalone? No, I think there's two. At least, from what I understand, there's at least two of them. Orange tree and then a berry tree. I don't, I don't know what the second <laughs> one is. Cherries. <laughs> but, like, looking at that, and even even if there's a... If, even if it's a series, and a lot of the series is published, if there are more than four books already published within the series, I hesitate to start that series. Because I don't, one, I, I don't know how many books are going to be in the series. And I don't know if I want to dedicate that much time to reading that entire series. I, I agree. Having a, a multi-book series isn't necessarily a deterrent. I just like to know beforehand what yeah. I'm getting myself into. Um, also, I'd like the series to be completely finished <laughs> by the time I start reading it. Yeah. Um, please don't make me wait. I sort of regret starting the Nevermore books. <laughs> oh, because, yeah. Oh, but they were so good. But now I have to wait forever. Yeah. For... Josh has been trying to get me to read um, the Dresden Files uh, book series. I can't remember what the author's name is, but it's one of his favorite series. And it's one that I probably would really like, but there are... Jim Butcher. Jim Butcher. Thank you. There are more than 10 books in the series, and he's still writing them. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, like, I... I <laughs> there's up to 12 on Goodreads. <laughs> yeah, more than 10. Oh, there's 14. What it's pretty sad when I have time? to put the push, like, see <laughs> more? more books, and I'm still looking at the same series. Yeah. It's crazy. And like, I... Oh, 15. Yeah. There's probably one like, coming out soon. I feel like this is 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> and, I, and I'm... Uh, oh, wait. John calling out. Oh. There's 17. 
I feel like I would, from what Josh has told me, like the books seem very, very interesting. And there was at one point he was borrowing them from the library on an audiobook and he was playing them in the car as we were driving places because was like, okay, fine, whatever. If you want to listen to your book, I'm fine with that. But he would play them and I would get interested in the story, but... They're 15 books and they're still coming. So yeah. So, okay, but here's the thing. Uh-huh. They're like 350, 400 pages. Right, they're not, they're not super, super long. long. Whereas, do you want to know how many pages Priory of the Orange Tree is? It's like 700, 8, 9, 1,000? 1, <gasps> <laughs> I told you it was thick! <laughs> Priory of the Orange Tree, according to Goodreads, the Kindle edition is 1,848 pages. Okay, go Oh, ahead. wait. Oh, wait. Never mind. Is that is that a comma? Or is it just Kindle edition 1, 848 pages? 1,800 pages is... Maybe not, because the way that that's typed, there's a space there. Let me look it up on Amazon. Like, I don't want to be sacrilegious, but that's more than the Bible. And those are on real thin pages. <laughs> I have read some books that have Bible thin pages, and it's 1,000 pages. Okay, sorry. It's 848. <laughs> that one is referring to something else. It's only 848. Holy cow. That's still, still a big book. So this is one that is, I get sometimes nervous when a book takes off on Bookstagram and it's like all over the place. Oh yeah, 848. I know that that still only means I have a 50-50 chance of it being good. Yeah. And I have been burned by recent books that have just absolutely infiltrated Bookstagram. And overwhelmed them. So that's why I brought up, if it takes long for the second book to come out, I'm okay with that. Yeah. yeah. Because I know that means it's being de- it's being carefully developed. It's being treated right. Yeah, it's being treated right and not just pushed out the door to be just a consumable material kind yeah. of thing. So I thought of a couple of my personal, I mean, other than, you know, all of the glaringly obvious and won't read this book because, um, (laughs) but a couple of other ones that are, I probably won't read it if it's one of these. One is vampires. (laughs) No, I don't need it. I have a hard time with vampires Um, too. I I think... Uh, like kind of like you, if the, if the book is getting too much attention, um, like from non book people, non like not non book people, but people who like non like you have the bookstagrammers that you're gonna follow, and, like I trust you. But if a book is getting attention from like regular Instagram people that aren't book Instagram people, like no, I'm probably like that book has too much hype. And I go back to Twilight, right? Twilight was one of those books that like oh my gosh, it's so great, everyone loves it, it's so fantastic, and because it became so popular. I didn't read it because it was too popular. And that's my own personal, like, I'm not going to follow the crowd. I'm not going to, like, I'm not a sheep. Yeah. I'm not just going to, you know, <laughs> do this. Yeah. Um, or rather, I understand that something that appeals to the masses might not be might not be the greatest for me. And Harry Potter would be the exception, right? Yeah. Like, that is a fantastic book. It appeals to the masses because it is a fantastic book. So, like there's right yeah. there's always an exception which um, is why I keep reading keep trying <laughs> I keep trying I'm filled with so much hope yeah so like if if you tell me that it's a vampire love story I'm out those are yeah. kind of creepy the other one and it was something that I think you had said in a different podcast any book that is a blank of blank and blank oh oh in yeah. that blank title. of blank and blank yeah a court of thorns and roses or a, I don't even know what the other ones are 
but like those books, I'm like, I feel like this is a copycat or it's appealing to a very specific audience that I don't relate to. So that's when like, unless somebody I wholly trust comes and says, no, this is is the exception. You will actually like this one. I'd be like, "Mm, I probably won't pick that one up off the shelf. Well, because it goes back to, is it a fully developed story or is it just capitalizing on the current hype of bookstagram and the book reading community Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing so like for me i've written off all fae books if you tell me there's a fae element in it all right nope over it nope it's been done it's killed to death i don't it's been done so much that now it's being done badly yes like i don't he's wearing jeans (laughs) he's wearing friggin jeans and they morphed into dragons (laughs) I'm still there like all right I mean I'd be interested so there isn't there isn't very much uh in way of a synopsis that will turn me off of a book the one that that I can think of is uh star-crossed lovers or like a Romeo Juliet kind of story I'm like eh no thanks nah I'm good. I mean, most romances in high fantasy have Renegades. a little bit of that. Is that? Renegades oh. has star-crossed lovers. <laughs> but it's oh, but it's, it's different. Good. Okay, it's, it's done well, and it's not okay. it's not truly star-crossed lovers. Okay, it's it's just one of those like uh, if it says that it's a Romeo and Juliet oh, type yeah. story. No, no, thank you. No, no, thanks. Love triangle. No, thank you. Oh yeah, trying to choose between two people. No, nope, thanks. unless. One is obviously worse than the other. Or if it's a why choose. <laughs> Ooh. I'm sorry, what now? Um, excuse me? I said what I said. What I said. I think if I was watching a movie that had a love triangle and it ended with her just being like, hmm, maybe I'll just have both. And then end credits, I'd be like, what the did I just watch? No, no, thank you. The only, okay, there is a style of love triangle that I hundred percent and on board with and I love it and it's she is seeing somebody who uh is trash <laughs> oh yeah and, those like, are the, and okay. he treats her like trash or he's actually a big jerk and is not good to her but she doesn't see it for some reason or she's stuck in the relationship for some reason uh-huh. and then there's another guy <laughs> so that so like but it's then it wouldn't be Sweet Home Alabama. Oh, yeah. She's engaged to another but guy. He's not. He's not mean to her, and he's not mean to her. But his mom and that. it's one of the. He's not mean to her, but he's not as right for her as right. he, as the other guy is. Right. Which I rewatched that, and I was like, oh, I thought he was mean to her, and I don't like. I don't like the love triangle as much anymore. Yeah. But that that's an example. So the the love triangle one, the love triangle trope that I not prefer because I, again I don't like the love triangle. Um, it's the she doesn't know who like okay so you know the two guys right she falls for the first one I I don't know like there's a connect like you can feel the chemistry between both of them right and then the f- the guy that she's more inclined to date isn't who she thinks she, he is but the other guy is helping him be the guy that she, that she wants. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So those, um, the second season of Sanditon on, on uh, Masterpiece did it really well, where she falls for these two soldiers, and she thinks this one soldier is just so amazing and so great, and he's 
pretending to be the kind of person she wants. And he's getting help being that person from this other guy who has actually fallen in love with her too. And the relationship between these other two um, is a little bit more of like a play, a banter. Well, you're just some soldier and you don't, you don't know anything about love when really he's the one who wrote the love poem that the other guy sent to her kind of a thing. And it's just like don't know <laughs> like that kind of a love triangle is a i you know i think i'd be okay, okay with, with that. that kind of love triangle but in general eh. yeah in general no thank you so my question for you uh-huh. is thinking about all of the the green flags that you see in a book before you started reading it have you ever been disappointed by one all the time you're like oh Almost every this time. <laughs> <laughs> this was set up so well and it was checking all my boxes but now it's just nope yes yes Can you think of a... I can think of a series. I can think of an example of one that I was a little disappointed in. It checked all my boxes, but I just... It didn't hit right with me. So, Red Queen by Victoria Abbeyard. The first three were really good. And then... Well, okay, so... (laughs) The last book, I did not like how it ended. Like final season of Lost kind of situation? Yes. Like I, I loved I loved the first, second, third books. Fourth book was really good, like leading up to this great like final culmination, this final battle between these two people and like finally coming to a resolution and just getting that. And throughout the entire series there was I mean, it was it was almost a love triangle, but the main character was more in love with one person. But I could see her going to the other person, but I I did not like how it ended. Mm. Um and so I was very, very disappointed. Like I, I loved I loved reading. I loved the premise. I love the story. Like, it was really good. And then it just pooped out. Yeah. Mine was that way with um, These Hollow Vows. Oh, yeah. I love that first book so much. I thought it was so good. I was so excited for the second one. I think I even bought the first one because I was so excited about it. Second one came out, and it was like from the beginning of the second one, I was like, what the cuss is this? Why? Why are you? Why? We were headed in such a good direction at yeah. the end of the first one. It was going to be amazing. And we just started off weak and it stayed weak and it just uh-huh. did not land the way I expected it to. And I was so disappointed because I was so excited after that first book. What about um, you? The one I can think of was, I uh, read it a couple months ago. It was called A Snake Falls to Earth. It was a Newbery Award winner. Cover was beautiful. <laughs> um, and it was told um, a Native American storytelling, Native American kind of folklore adaptation retelling. So, like, checking all my boxes. I'm 100% on board. But the story never never really picked up. I, ne- I couldn't quite relate to the main characters. I couldn't, not that I couldn't follow the storyline, but it was very slow and being told from two different perspectives. And, and none of them, like, I didn't get that sense of, sense of urgency. And then it finally, like, got to the, the climax and it was, oh, so you're, okay, you're not really gonna solve the problem? <laughs> didn't... What have we been doing? <laughs> What's so, the point of this? I, th- I think it was, um, and I, I chalk it up to my, uh, my, my lack of familiarity with Native American storytelling. Uh-huh. And so I'm, I wonder if that's the, maybe I just am not familiar enough with their, with the way those stories play out. But that was one that like, oh, I had such high hopes for you and it just didn't land. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 
you never know what you're going to get until you actually crack open the book and start reading it. So, And that's half the magic is, you know, you're taken on a trip that you have no control over and you just get to go along for the ride. And sometimes it's great and sometimes it's, why did we go there? (laughs) (laughs) Why? Why did you have to put that in there? But otherwise... We usually find some really good magical ones, too, at the same time. Yeah. Oh, there's so many good ones out there. Mm-hmm. So, open a book. Take a journey. Have fun. Take a chance. Take a chance. Do it blind. <laughs> <laughs> See where you go. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Okay, love you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Raven Bookery podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Raven underscore Bookery. Check out all our original book-inspired designs for great gift ideas on our Etsy shop, Raven Bookery. Happy reading! Why is this a thing?